0: this is the emergency medical minute sponsored by Health One Okay friends so we're going to do a medical minute on the radiographic findings of COVID And really, we're going to talk about three different diagnostic modalities. The first and most common being chest x-ray, and then we'll talk about what you see on CT scanning, and then we'll talk about what you see on ultrasound when it comes to patients with COVID infection. Um, So first and foremost, the most common one is chest x-ray. And these are very easy to obtain, very common tests that we we get on a lot of patients with respiratory complaints. Uh, And there's a classic kind of pattern that you see with COVID um, that's the, and that's kind of ground glass infiltrates or infiltrates, patchy infiltrates, and the lateral aspects and the, um, and the inferior aspects of the lung. So that's what you'll see most commonly if someone presents with, with severe COVID infection is lateral and inferior pulmonary infiltrates that are somewhat diffuse. Um, The bad thing about that is that's actually not too specific. So this is something that we see in a lot of different viral patterns of disease, and especially while we're still seeing some scattered RSV, influenza, and other viruses, um, those can give you a very similar pattern to what COVID gives you. Um, But on x-ray, that's what you find. One interesting thing is that with this, uh, with COVID, you often do not see pleural effusions. Um, The sensitivity of um, X-ray, as you might suspect, is actually pretty poor. So in some studies, it's as low as 17% of patients who have positive COVID uh, have an X-ray that's abnormal. And then in other studies, there's as much as 59 to I've seen one as high as 70% have at least some type of abnormality with X-ray. So I think that that with those studies being all over the map, a lot depends on how severe patient's symptoms were when they presented with X-ray, but I don't think you can really hang your hat on an x-ray diagnosing someone with COVID. Um, The the test which has, um, I guess, greater sensitivity that's very easy to do at the bedside is ultrasound. Uh, So ultrasound has been used um, in COVID patients, um, you know, in China and in the United States to see if they may have pulmonary infiltrates. And what you see with uh, x-ray, sorry, with ultrasound is that as patients get more severe lung disease, uh, you get more obvious um, findings on ultrasound. If they have kind of ground gla- glass opacities on X-ray, that often um, that oftentimes correlates with people having um, B-lines on their ultrasound. And those B-lines are, you know, what they all looked almost like little shafts of light that go through your ultrasound. As patients get more uh, confluent ground glass opacities, you'll often get what's called a coalescent B-line or a waterfall sign, where you can, where you see oftentimes. a lot more more of a beeline. Um, And then finally, when you get really dense um, consolidation from from really severe COVID, sometimes you'll see what's called hepatization of the lung, where the lung actually looks like liver when you ultrasound it. Ultrasound um, has some advantages in which you can do it just while you're doing your normal physical exam, but again, all the findings are not specific to COVID. These are things that you can see in a lot of different disease processes. Um, the final imaging that we commonly obtain in the emergency department is CT scanning, and CT scanning is actually um, one of the most sensitive ways to diagnose patients with COVID. Um, the sensitivity might actually be higher than the PCR testing that we use for a lot of patients. And what you see on CT scanning really, um, really shows a lot of the same of what you see on X-ray, which is ground diffuse ground glass appearance of the lung, uh, sometimes forming forming more significant consolidation. But it looks like a viral kind of pattern of, of CT scanning. Um, the interesting thing about CT scans is in some patients, um, you can actually have CT scan findings of ground glass opacification before patients actually uh, develop really significant symptoms or disease from COVID, from coronavirus. Um, so, so in some cases in China, they did a study where they CT Um, Healthcare workers who were just exposed to COVID, uh, but didn't have any symptoms. And um, 14 out of 15 of them had actual ground glass uh, findings on their CT scanning. So very interesting. Um, So the final thing let's talk about is we know now that x-ray is the least sensitive, ultrasound is more sensitive than than x-ray for COVID, Uh, and CT scanning might actually be more sensitive than the PCR. So what do you do with that knowledge? Uh, And I think that that while it's really um, great to to know the patterns and to understand what you might be looking at, I think for most of us as clinicians, we have to ask if what we're doing with getting imaging is actually going to change management. Um, We know that, for example, most of the diagnosis of COVID is made by your clinical assessment and then with a PCR test. And uh, and I think that's still the way that most of us should be approaching patients with potential COVID. Um, Any time that we order a chest X-ray, we of course expose staff to potential COVID, you know, because we have to have our radiology techs come in and take the X-ray. When we order a CT scan to di- diagnose uh, COVID, we ex- we expose more uh, of our of our staff, but also expose patients who have to go through the same CT scanner, which is not as easily cleaned, and then we flow down slow down the flow of the emergency department. Um, so the big question is, should you even obtain imaging when it comes to trying to make the diagnosis of COVID? And I think that there's other help that you can get from the Center of Disease Control who recommends that chest X-ray and CT scanning, and I think by, by extension, ultrasound, not be used as the uh, way to diagnose a COVID-19 infection. Um, We should really be relying on our viral tests, which are becoming more and more prevalent, and on your clinical assessment to diagnose COVID, and using these only when you're trying to rule out other disease processes. Okay, so that's a little ditty on imaging and COVID. We are on a quest to provide the world with free medical education. Please help us out by rating us on iTunes, following us on social media, and subscribing to our newsletter at emergencymedicalminute.com.